Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Canisius College Frozen Podcast. Today is February 24th, and we're going to be talking about the almost final standings in the Atlantic Hockey Conference. We're going to go over some past history of the tournament and teams from Atlantic Hockey that have made the NCAA tournament in that top 16 teams. We're going to make predictions for how the standings are going to finish up, and we're going to predict which 16 teams are going to make it into the tournament itself. So we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to go ahead and get started. Let's make it happen. back hello how are we doing it's i'm great how are you i am doing well it's been a while since we recorded i am enjoying a nice banana right now you are a lot of potassium in that banana oh yes and uh, i am a big potassium honestly so jay you are you're trying to improve your lifestyle yes a little bit officially on a diet it's really weird Vinny. it really is how dedicated are you to like what what's changed okay, about this th- diet john t- tell him how dedicated you think i am to it he's pretty dedicated he goes to the gym every day he's been eating a lot of healthy food and he's going to bed at 10 o'clock every night it's really weird Vinny. i'm telling you it's been a but it's been a life-changing you go to bed at 10 o'clock everybody. every night now yeah, I'm getting good sleep. Like, I've never wow. felt better in my life right uh, now. That's probably the most surprising thing about about hearing about this whole this diet thing for you. Uh, is is getting good sleep and yeah. being just every part of my life right now is healthy. That's g- good for you. I'm proud of you, Jay. Thank that's you. I'm, I'm proud of myself, too, but I got to keep it up, you know. Keep, keep that mentality going. I've been supporting him the whole way. Good job, Jay. It's it's John's support that's that's getting me through this as I try to lose weight. Oh, of course. Nice pat on the back every morning, saying good job. I always tell him he he looked like he lost weight every yeah. morning. Well, that's good. Of course. So if you want to, Jay, why don't you go ahead and tell us what the standings look like right now in Atlantic Hockey? It was an interesting. What the heck is this guy texting me for? Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it was a interesting weekend for Canisius. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend because the referee sucked, and I never say that. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, bad. I, How I often say do you that hear a lot. me complain about refs? Not often. That's one of the things I complain about most. I'm known for absolutely destroying referees. Oh, speaking of which, apparently, so we played a game last week on my barley team, and it was the last game before the playoffs, and our seed was already set, and we went into that game kind of with a weird mindset. But apparently... Uh, the one re- referee was drunk while doing the game, and he threw out, like, six players. And so we protested the game because he was drunk during the game. Now, I didn't really interact with him, but apparently at one point when I was on the ice for a face-off, he was, like, at the blue line, and he was just kind of, like, skating, and he was, like, wobbling, and then he fell down. And uh, and then he uh, – apparently somebody was, like, talking to him at the penalty box when he threw out one guy, and he smelled like uh, alcohol, so – what league do you play in? Because I want to play in this league. So this it's, sounds it's, like fun. It's the Performax League. Really? Where Pawnville is. Yeah. Wow. So, but what but now again, I wasn't. It's the XHL. Um, I'm. It's okay. Finish your sentence. So yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out how to game share NHL 20 so I can buy it and play ESO and not play as much money. Um, the 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 league itself. So like again, this is just this is something that I it's not confirmed. It like wasn't. I don't know if it's true or not true. Like it, it existed. And Sources have not confirmed. So yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that was a crazy day. And uh, so, but that's just that was just another reason that 
I really am not a big fan of referees. I've tried refing, and I, 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 I hate myself during it. So, but, but, like, my whole mindset is, like, I'm out there, like, to be a referee, and, like, my job is to, to, to do a good job. Like, right. Like, I'm – so, like, you know, at my job, I used to work at Tuxedo Junction. My job is to measure people for tuxedos. If I measure wrong, I have a right to be criticized in some sense because my measurements weren't right. Right. So, like, if it's your job to be a referee, you should do your job. Correct. Correctly. Right. Right. Now, again, people make mistakes sometimes and that you got to be human about it. But, like, this guy threw six people out for no reason, which is just a reason to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa like, what's going on? Well, it, being intoxicated does goes a long way. Especially, yes. Especially with your judgment of, you know, refing a hockey game. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So that was our college hockey standings update. Well, uh, no, um, sorry, but that, we, we got into this because you said the referees were bad and you don't say referees were bad. So, again, you got a chance to watch the game. I couldn't get my stream to work. So you tell – you meant, you go through the whole process of why Kanisha's got three goals called back on them for well, they, well, they got three goals called back because the referees didn't want to make a call on the ice. Yeah. So you, you get – I, look, I, I am. I've always been somebody who has hated the onside, uh, onside offside rule in terms of video. You've been. I hate. Good. I hate the idea that you can get a goal called back just because the refs missed an offside call, and the s- same thing happening with uh, too, too many, many men, men on the ice, which is apparently a new thing this year for college hockey, which I was not aware of. Hmm. So Canisius. Uh, it's zero zero in the second period. They work hard. You know, I, I noticed that there's too many men on the ice. Right. But they get a change. So they're back to five. Yeah. I hear, uh, Robert Morris and Derek Schooley is ballistic. He's just screaming at the refs mm-hmm. and they don't make a call. Right. Finally, there's five men on the ice. They cycle the puck. They get a goal. Okay. And now they review it to see, well, was there too many men on the ice that we called? That we didn't call? Well, the answer was yes. Okay. So they call the goal back. Now, you, granted, you now, don't get a penalty. That, was that the illegal that's substitution? That's the illegal substitution. Okay. Yeah, it's illegal I'm substitution. not a fan of that. Right. No, I'm not either. I'm and, uh, Too many men call is now. It was for like 20 seconds. You couldn't make the call the, when it yeah, happened. Yeah, the fact that you can't make that call on the ice. If it's, if it's that egregious, I mean, maybe you should. And now, did Kanishas get a penalty for it as no, well? No, they don't get a penalty okay. for it. They no. just so that, taken off that board, makes but. it a little bit easier for me. I just I, I That makes it a little, little less hard to swallow in just terms of like, at least Kanishas doesn't get penalized for the refs not, you know, not doing their job in a sense, basically. That one... Is a tough pill to swallow, but I can understand that. The second at least goal that it they was had a true, off, like obvious, like you know, like oh, that's too many men on the ice. I mean, even on the bench, they were probably like, hey, we got six guys out there for a while, you know. The second goal was the one that really got me upset. So Canisius now down one nothing in the game, can't seem to find the back of the net because you know they got a goal taken off the boards. You know, Robert Morris is feeling it a little bit. Kevin Opsuth. Gets the turn, gets gets the puck. He he forces somebody on, on Robert Morris. I couldn't remember who it was to turn the puck over, and he takes it in and just fires a wrist shot from like the like back of the circle, and he he roofs it. It's a beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. So it seems like that tied the game, but by a fraction, just maybe a hair of a skate. It looked very inconclusive from the look that I got, and the look that Scoo's got on the uh, video board. 
that it did not look like it was offsides or it was too inconclusive to make it called offsides. Right. And they still called it no goal. Well, I went and they up. took forever to come to a conclusion. Friday's game was weird. There was, f- I counted, I think, five or six weird stoppages. Weird stoppages, yeah. Yeah. And so at, when that second goal was called off or while they were reviewing it, I went over to our roommate Aiden to talk to him. And I actually got talking to Dan Pyatt about it. Right. He, he told me that it was com- they were completely onside. He said the skate was still on the line and they had entered the zone properly and it was onside and it should have been a goal. I mean, those are big points that we're talking about here with this. Right. I mean, Kanisha's got a point out of that game, but you had two more, and right now they're tied with Holy Cross. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about a very different scenario. Yeah. And we're also talking about Robert Morris. Uh, If you take two points away from them, they're at 39. And now it becomes realistic that Air Force could maybe get a bye. You know, those kind of calls are, are important. They affect everybody. They don't, they, they don't just affect the two teams. I right. mean, every you know, it's three points in each game, six points each, each weekend. You know, we're not, we're not talking about the National Hockey League where you can have a back-to-back and end up with four points, but the other team gets two if both games go to overtime. Right. Like, you're, you're never going to see more than six points between the two teams combined in a weekend. Yeah. So these are big for everybody, and they completely screwed the game. Yeah. I, I hate when referees have that big of an impact on a game. I think it just, it's, it, it's just terrible. No, the other one is in overtime, uh, and this is one that went against Robert Morris, and I believe it was the first overtime, if I'm not mistaken. I, yes, I believe it was the 5 So five. No, no points have been guaranteed yet. Right. Uh, Robert Morris came in with a three-on-two. They had a shot on Barshevsky. There was a scramble in front, and the whistle blew, like, immediately. And the puck was poked into the net, like, literally less than a a second later. Not even. It should have been a goal. Not even a second. It was visible. You could see the puck, and they blew the whistle. Mm -hmm. And that took a game. That that, that takes away a point from Robert Morris in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just Canisius that they were bad with. Right. They were bad on all ends this weekend. Yes, and that's the worst that's the worst. Yes. Yeah. That, that you you can't. Now I should mention when they tossed six players out, it was three on each team. So, it, but again, but both teams were mad at these referees. Like, well, yeah. When the referees are when you in a game where, as a referee, theoretically, I, you know, I don't know how. If you want, obviously, in a perfect world, both teams are like satisfied with the way you're calling the game. You think right. you'd be if you're consistent, and I guess you know if they're consistently bad, well, then that's one thing. But if you're doing, if you're costing both teams like true opportunities to win the game, I think that's just jeopardy. You're you're, you're having a too big of an impact on the game at that point. Uh, that that's just wrong, frankly. Absolutely. I've played in games like that too. Uh, this past year when I was playing club hockey, I had I think we were playing like Alfred State. They threw out I think three guys from Alfred State and like two guys on our team. Throw them out because they were just. But they were missing calls left and right for both Yeah, you teams. need to have it's control like, of the game. That's one of the big things. Now, at least at this point, it wasn't like a penalty thing. Goals, I think, are more, more they're important. They're significantly more Now, important. in terms of safety, obviously you got to call right penalties. But in terms of like game outcome and season outcome, especially this late, that's way more important. The two games yeah. were relatively disciplined. It's not like they had to call a ton as far as penalties were concerned. I mean, yeah, they did. But they did have those two reviewed penalties during uh, – during the game on Friday, they did, and, and I don't. Th- neither of them ended up being majors. But. No, which well, I both both hits were like 
I was confused why I was they confused were, why they were even penalized in the first place, let alone looked at for a five minute major. One, but the one on Kanish just it was a clean hit. Yeah. Like it was a clean hit. I n- saw nothing wrong with the hit. So I now that's a rule I like being able to see if you want to call a five minute major on it, right? Or keep it a two minute. That's something I I like, but that I didn't even think the hit warranted a minor penalty. Yeah, exactly. We'll leave that for another day. We're gonna talk about the uh, standings Finally. and had a couple of different segues in there. So right now, number one in the conference is AIC, and they have officially locked up that one spot. Right. At 61 mm. points. Now, they play yeah. Sacred Heart. They play on the road at Sacred Heart this Wednesday, and then they play at Army on Saturday to close out their season. Sacred Heart's locked into the number two spot. They play against AIC on Wednesday, but don't, and that's it. That's the end of their season. Army is at the three spot right now. They're not locked into the three spot, but that's where they're at with 48 points. And they play just AIC this Saturday. RIT has 47 points, but they have a two-game series against Air Force at home. Robert Morris is in fifth with 41 points. They have a two-game series at Niagara. Air Force is at 38 in the sixth spot. They play their two games this weekend at RIT. Uh, At the seventh spot is Niagara with 36 points. They play against Robert Morris on Friday and Saturday. Bentley's in the eighth spot which is the last spot for a home playoff series. Uh, mm-hmm. at 35 points. They play Holy Cross at home on Friday, and then they play at Holy Cross on Saturday. And number nine is Holy Cross with 32 points. Obviously, they play at Bentley, then at home against Bentley. And then 10 and 11, Canisius with 30 points. They play a two-game road series at Mercyhurst, and Mercyhurst last with – hey, they're ranked 11th in the conference, and they have 11 points, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's neat. They, out of all the teams, they've made it to the conference final the most times. Th- they have a great history. Yeah. All right. Uh, I did <laughs> now. I did come up with some predictions for how the season standings will finish. Yeah, we all we all did that. Now I am having. I will say preemptively, I am having trouble trying to figure out my. 16 team predictions um but we'll get into that in a second that's okay i did i finished my seat my atlantic hockey prediction so let's jump right into those who, who wants to go first well i will go first since mine are fresh uh and i've continued fresh. to continue editing fresh. i've edited your your each of your um graphs and not graphs your charts accidentally several times but i've i've undid Back to the beginning. So you've undone all the damage yes. that you've done to our so charts. So now yours are original and mine has is fixed. I but I, I've made a I made a slight mistake. What a guy he is, you know, Jay. So I'll go ahead and just I kind of kind of make it happen here. So quite frankly, I obviously we, like we mentioned, AIC has the conference locked up this weekend when they play Sacred Heart and Army. I have them beating Sacred Heart, however losing to Army. Um, I think that the way Army has been Army's always been a strong team if you look at the last couple weeks Army tied Sacred Heart on Saturday the 22nd and then they, they lost 3 nothing on Friday so they know that they, uh, with those two games they lost their ability to get into the second spot and I'm imagining that with a home home game to end the year they'll be a little more 
they'll play a little more feisty, I think, with with the chance now to pass RIT to get back into third here. I, as we mentioned, Army is always a tough team to play against, and I think with AIC having that top spot locked up, of course they're not going to not try, but I think the ferocity of Army and the way they're going to play is going to be important. That's why I think that Army's going to win that game. That kind of segues me into the next thing. I think Sacred Heart's going to finish with 53 points. I think they're just they're going to lose to AIC, and that's the last game. So that's kind of finish it up there. Um, I have Army then finishing third because I don't have RIT getting all the points against Air Force. I do have them getting three. I think they're going to split, but Air Force I have getting a game. So R, uh, RIT or Niagara rather is I have no RIT. What am I talking about? RIT falls to fourth. Army is gets 51 points. They're in third. Uh, Robert Morris, I have finishing with 44 points. Finishing in fifth. That's They're again at Niagara. I have that as a split. Really, that's kind of the easiest. A split's pretty much the easiest thing to predict because that way you're not really picking a side necessarily. However, um, I, I had originally had Niagara getting four points in this just because I looked at the last couple games and and Niagara had beat RIT 4-1 and then they had a closer 3-2 game that they lost in, in overtime so I kind of had I originally had Niagara getting another point here but I I wasn't sure how confident I was in that so I, st- I still I might actually switch I think I'm, I'm going to finish with Robert Morris having 43 and then Niagara having 40 I think that's what I'm going to end with there uh, from 6 to 11, Air Force, I have finishing 6 with 41. I have them tied with Bentley. Both had 41 points. And that would mean that Bentley gets the 6th seed. The, the tiebreaker, yes. Um, I like Bentley because they have been off for two weeks now. Well, at least this past weekend. So they have they didn't play. I like them because they've been off. <laughs> Great quote. Well, they, they've been not playing. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have not had a game. They're healthy. They're rested. That's yes. What, that's yeah. what you mean. But yeah. that they're... brings in the good old-fashioned rest versus rust argument. <laughs> well, I think when you're not, when you're only playing two games every weekend and then, okay, maybe you have a Wednesday game in there somehow, I don't necessarily think that's such a – I don't think that has as much of an effect as it does, like, in the All-Star break in the NHL when you, you, when you haven't played in – you know, a week and a half because you had your bye week leading up to the All-Star game. I think when every team hasn't played in a week when they play again, I don't think that is much, as much of an impact. So that's why I have, I have Bentley finishing in the sixth spot, a tie with so Air Force for 41 points. you think that they're going to sweep Holy Cross? Yes, I have them sweeping Holy Cross. That's my bold prediction for the, for the standings. And you have Niagara facing Canisius again in the yes, first round. in the first round. Course. That's part of the reason I did that. Not because I feel like it just makes sense. We didn't get the. We only had one battle of the bridge this year, and I feel like it just makes sense. I don't want to play, play, play anybody, frankly. I don't want to play, play Mercyhurst. <laughs> yeah, but it just it's just can, it's just not realistic. I right. would I I wouldn't want to face. I mean, I wouldn't want to face Air Force. I wouldn't want to face Bentley. It's not going to happen, but if you had to pick any of those teams, I mean, you'd probably want to face Air Force the most, honestly. We match yeah, up they've the fallen best. off. You match up against them the best. Yeah. yeah so, but realistically, I you, that you're not going to, you're not going to. Uh, I guess you could face them, but it's unlikely. It's just, I feel like 
and we'll get to this. We'll get to mine in a minute. I'll have to interject, but yeah, I I don't. But yeah, I have Holy Cross being swept by Niagara, and Niagara getting the eighth the eighth seed, and then getting a home playoff series against Canisius again. You don't have Mercyhurst taking any points against Canisius, um, but they're so you. good. So when I originally was doing this, I had Canisius winning one of the games in uh, in overtime, and then Mercyhurst getting a point out of it. But that was one of the things that I had edited on your chart, and then when I edited it back, I was like, ah, it's probably just unrealistic. That's that's my those are my predictions. So AIC Sacred Heart Army RIT are Robert Morris Air Force Bentley sorry Bentley then Air Force Niagara Canisius Holy Cross and then Mercyhurst. Jay, do you want to go? Sure. I'm calling it right now though. Go for it. Army is gonna be in the championship game. Okay. <laughs> AIC faces Sacred Heart and Army. I feel like they're gonna win those those games because they're very good. They're gonna finish with sixty seven points in that first spot. Think Sacred Heart will lose, like I said, to AIC. It's part of my prediction. So they'll stay in the second spot at 53 points. Now here's where it becomes interesting between RIT and Army. Army only has one game against AIC, and I said I thought they were going to lose that, so they stay at 48 points. Because of that, they're going to drop down a spot. I think RIT is going to split with Air Force and finish with 50 points. So that's AIC 1, Sacred Heart 2, RIT 3, Army 4. In the final uh, spot for the bye, I'll take Robert Morris with 44 points. I think they're going to split with Niagara. And the first... Now, now the sixth seed, the team that gets uh, to play Air Force... Or that gets to play Mercyhurst in the first round. Uh, I'll take Air Force at 41 points. Uh, I think they split with RIT on the road. Uh, in the seventh spot, I'll take Niagara. I think they split with Robert Morris. And in the eighth spot, I'll I'll take Bentley. They're at 35 points right now. I had them splitting with Holy Cross. They'll win the game on Friday, and Holy Cross will win the game on Saturday. So that's the home teams winning their games. So that means Holy Cross will finish with 35 points, but because Canisius is at 30 and they're facing Mercyhurst, I think they're going to they're going to sweep that series. And Canisius is going to face Bentley in the first round. And that means Holy Cross plays Niagara. And Mercyhurst gets to go all the way out to Colorado. Colorado. Colorado hockey. So, yeah. That's my prediction. Well, I have a very similar prediction to you, Jay. Because, like, when I was sitting in class trying to make this up, I was looking at all the schedules. And I was like, yeah, that makes – you know, I was looking going, yeah, loss, win, win, loss. And but the only the only really big difference I have is I have RIT taking four points this weekend instead of just splitting with Air Force. I think Air Force gets a win, but I think they win in overtime. Um, but to go down the line, I have AIC sweeping the, their last two games and them getting sixty-seven points. Sacred Heart losing to AIC, so they stay at second with fifty-three. RIT picking up four points and finishing on the year with fifty-one points. I uh, have Army losing to AIC, so they'll stay uh, planted at 48 points and finish fourth in the conference. Robert Morris, I have – let's see, hang on. I think I changed that up a little bit too. Robert Morris, I have them – I have them splitting with Niagara. I feel like uh, they'll probably win like Friday's game and then Niagara will win like senior night on Saturday. 
and then in the sixth spot, I have Air Force with 40 points, where they'll pick up two points against RIT. Uh, in the seventh spot, I have uh, Niagara with 39 points with the split over Robert Morris. I have Bentley finishing with 38 points with a split against Holy Cross. And then I have Canisius sweeping Mercyhurst and getting all six points and getting 36 points and getting the ninth spot. Holy Cross at, at 10th with 35 points. And then Mercyhurst is Mercyhurst with 11 points in 11th place. It's tough for Mercyhurst to just know that they are pretty much have no shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say like Holy Cross. I mean, now Mercyhurst has no shot in their series. Right. I'd say Holy Cross and Canisius might have a shot in their series, but they don't really have a shot in the tournament. No. Um, Unless you somehow just play out of your mind, but I don't. It's not sustainable for to win. Unless two you games go on some Niagara games. kind of run, but right? It's yeah, very unlikely. Unless unless you get great goaltending play, like from Barshevsky or. I mean, you've been getting pretty good goaltending play, but you just still don't win games. Yeah. Um, Well, because you let up so many goals in the last minute of regulation. Taking too many penalties. Yeah, that doesn't help. Now, was that a five? It was a five on three, right? Five on three. Yeah, it's not. That's not great. So, as a team down by, you know, when you're tied, that's like an ideal situation. To be, as if you're down by a goal or, or tied. And you go on a five-on-three power play. That's one. I think that's one of the most confident feelings that you can have. You can pull the goalie and go six-on-three. Right. Yeah, especially if you're down by one. If you, just that extra ice just makes everybody so much more comfortable. Yeah. I, that. Yeah. Okay. Not that I've said this. That's not like a bold statement. It's just kind of no. like yeah. So, Sacred Heart has made the title game twice in their history, but they've never won. Is this the year? No. Like you I don't mentioned, think it's the year. No, I think, like I mentioned last time, I <clears> think <throat> not. Let maybe maybe it was two times, two podcasts ago. I don't think AIC and Sacred Heart are going to play each other in the title game. Okay. So, therefore, since I don't think there, so therefore, you know, if P then Q then Q then P, if Sacred Heart is not going to win. I don't think they're going to win the title game, and I don't think AIC is going to play them in the title. They're going to play each other in the title game. I think AIC is going to end up playing somebody. AIC is too strong. I, I don't see them not making it to the title game again. And frankly, I see them making the tournament again. So, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know if Sacred Heart is... I don't think they're going to... I think they're going to not fizzle out, but I think they're going to run. It's going to be just short, quite frankly. Who do you see AIC John. playing in the title game then? I loved I I love the idea of Army playing in the title game, but now whether that works out bracketology wise, you know whether what in terms of like bracketology how, if if it works if you know if you go down the road more than likely in, it would if because it's a three seed right so but because more than likely they're gonna have to play <coughs> Sacred Heart at one point yeah so realistically I. I, I think I think Army AIC is the most likely thing, and then I think AIC is going to take it. That's what I that's what I think. John, is this the year for Sacred Heart? I don't think so. I'm I'm going to agree with Vinny on this. I think, uh, you know, when they were high and mighty, and when they were ranked, and they were you know lighting the world on fire, I would have said, yeah, I could see Sacred Heart taking the title this year. But like like I agree with Vinny, they've started to fizzle out a little bit, and I think. 
I uh, I really believe they'll they'll just fall short. They'll probably fall short, and it'll probably be AIC uh, Army or AIC RIT. I think in my mind, and AIC winning it most likely. Now, depending on how the results go, you do know that AIC would more than likely have to play RIT in the semifinal. Yeah, correct. I don't, I don't have of the seating. Yeah, I don't. So right. I don't see a RIT would that. not be able to go to the championship game and face AIC. Yeah, I, I don't. See, I, I don't see so, RIT even. Really, Frank. Yeah, well, he but he mentioned RIT. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, 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 RIT can't go to the title game unless they go through AIC at some point. Yeah, right. More than likely, depending on how the seating goes. Well, I was like I said, I was going based off of like how the seating shakes out. You know, we're we're making predictions here. You right. know, RIT could have a really terrible weekend and they stay in the four spot, and then maybe they have to go through Sacred Heart to get to the title game. But right, it all depends on how that goes. We have no clue. Um, we'll have better clarity I next week. I'm going to agree and disagree with Vinny. I don't think Sacred Heart is going to win it, but I do think AIC and Sacred Heart are going to play each other. Each other? I think Sacred Heart is a team that plays so well on the road that once they get That's by true. that first series, because great, think about it this way. Let's say, for the sake of argument, Holy Cross, Canisius, and Mercy Hurst all lose. Right. Sacred Heart's got to play at home against Niagara. Could they beat Niagara in a best of three series? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And then you go to neutral sites, which is practically like playing an away game. Pretty much, yeah. They're better playing away from their ice. Yeah. And I and all they have to do from that point is just win one game to get to the title game. And I think they can do that. Now, do I think they could beat AIC? No. I don't think anybody's being AIC. I think AIC is winning another title. I think they're going back to the tournament. And... I'll have to wait to see who they play, but I wouldn't be surprised if they could find a way to get another stunner in there, too. I think that's a very well-coached team. It's very talented, mm-hmm. and they get goal, great goaltending from Skog and Durante. Yeah, you're right. Uh, just to interject real quick here. So Sacred Heart right now is 20-10-3 and overall on the year. They're 17-8-2 in, the com- in conference play. They are 7-7-2 and at home. Yes. So and like on the road. On the road, yeah, on the road, they're 13-3 and 1. They have not yet played any games at a neutral site. So if they make it past the first that first round that they will play. Yeah. That will be the first time this year that they've played at a neutral site. Yes. So would you, I'm not going to say it's a complete very similar it's, yeah, road. I'm not saying it's a complete wild card. They're basically playing at Canisius. Right. But they're just playing somebody else. Right, exactly. So, which, yeah, I like, are we allowed, like, do we work those games? If Probably not, right? I mean, I don't know. But I'm, I'm going to bring my pass and hope I can get in it. If not, I'll just pay whatever I have to pay to get in. I would, I'm hoping that, like, they'll let I, the I should probably try to get credentials with you so we can get in together. Yeah. I just want to work the game. Anywho, um, I'll, talk to, I'll talk to Garrett about it. That'd be sweet. I mean, I, I don't think the game would cost that much, would it, really? I think it's like fifteen dollars for students, something oh, like that. Okay, that's not that I hope it's not that expensive. The last year, the Final Four was outrageously expensive. Yeah, I don't know how Aiden got tickets to that game. Because he waited until the last minute and that's it went true. down significantly. 
That's true. What do you say? Like the, the city of Buffalo got trashed on Twitter by people because yeah, because they did a terrible job of promoting it. They did yeah. a terrible job of hosting it. But that's another discussion for another day. Yeah. Let's discuss now. So we discussed who could pot- potentially win the conference. Yeah. Um, I I posed the question: Could Sacred Heart win the conference? And the consensus was no. Now teams that have yet to win the conference: Sacred Heart is one of four. Sacred Heart, Army, Bentley, and Niagara. Sacred Heart's made it twice. Army, Bentley, and Niagara have only made the title game once. Do you think any of those teams have a legitimate shot at winning it? Against AIC, not really. I think, honestly, Sacred Heart has a better chance than... I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have a chance at all, but I just don't think that right. they're going to I don't if think anybody's going to be able to beat AIC. Right, yeah. right. Now AIC knows... I mean, that whole team... You know, Again, Jay, how many seniors did they lose last year? They lost two. Yeah. So the team knows how to play in the Atlantic Hockey Tournament. And they also know what it's like to play in the NCAA Tournament, right. too, and be the number one team in so the nation, they, which yes. is another yeah. question I want to get to. The last three years, the Atlantic Hockey Conference champion made the tournament. They made it as a 16 seed. 2017 Air Force beat Western Michigan. 2018 Air Force beat St. Cloud State. 2019... AIC beat St. Cloud State. Now, this year, St. Cloud State's not going to make the tournament. <laughs> That's true. And the top three teams in the nation are Cornell, Dude. Minnesota State, and North Dakota. It'd North Dakota a, slipped after their weekend. It's a tall task to beat any one of those teams. Yeah. I feel like the most realistic that you could beat would probably be Minnesota State. Yes. But I don't think that they're going to end up in that number one spot no. after... Unless unless something happens to Cornell in their conference tournament, which could happen, because right. I think the WCHA is going to be a conference that uh, Minnesota State can easily beat, because the only competition really in it is Bemidji State. Well, yeah, but I mean, whereas like, Cornell, it, it's going to be a little bit tougher of a conference to win because you got you know Clarkson in there, and well, yeah, but I mean, like if you look at the top twenty, like if you look at the the rankings right now, like you're like the top, like our predictions, let's say, so. You don't like Minnesota State two seed WCHA. The next WCHA team is Bemidji State. That's what I say. Twelve. Yeah. But here's here's the thing. If you look at the WCHA standings real quick, just look at some of the records once you get down there. And the third team's Northern Michigan, and they're okay. Alaska's okay. But yeah, but yeah, like only like, Green's okay. Ferris State. Um, is that they're having a rough, yeah. rough, rough year? Alaska Anchorage is another, t- you know, Lake Superior State, Michigan Tech, all these teams. You know, Michigan Tech There's is only first two team above good 500. teams in that, like like good teams, top twenty yes. teams, and that's Minnesota State and Bemidji State. So that's right. what it comes down to. Minnesota yeah. State's far superior to any team in the conference. Right. Uh, even Bemidji State, I'd say that they have a significant edge over there. Although it's not not a given that they're going to win the conference. You never know. Right. But I'm going to say. They're probably going to win the WCHA. Whereas with Cornell, the ECAC, you got Clarkson in there. Clarkson's Clarkson could be tough. Clarkson's going to be very tough. If in, in conference, Cornell's 16 2 and 2, and Clarkson is 16 and 4. So that's, that's what I mean. Almost that's what I mean. The same all, thing. all it takes is one loss, and suddenly Minnesota State's your number one team. Yeah. And if that's the case, could AIC upset Minnesota State? I think yeah, they could. it's possible. I think they could. Now, can they upset Cornell or North Dakota? No. I don't think so. But it all depends. So that that's the question. Uh, 
can that continue this year? I don't. I'm, but again, you have to have the right matchup. Yeah, you, you right, everything you have the has right to go right. The right matchup right now to me is Minnesota State. That you everything has to go right. Really, really, every everything has to go right. Quinnipiac is not that far off. Ah, they're actually they're pretty far off. Twelve six and two <laughs> in conference. I was looking at their overall record and I was like, that's not so bad. They've played twenty seven games and they only have two less wins than than Cornell. Oh no, they've played thirty two games. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's not. That's not close. So so okay, so they have a, a strong strong top two in the ECAC. Now, something else I was wondering, if you look at like a, a conference that's gonna be really interesting, frankly, is the Big Ten. Yeah, the Big Ten's gonna be very, very interesting. Now I mean, you got some teams at the top there that are interesting. You got Ohio State and Penn State. Notre Dame's not even in the top sixteen right now. No, they're not. But but they've won it the last two years. Yeah. They're certainly a talented team. They've just they've just fallen off a little bit lately. But I I do think that this conference is more than likely gonna run through Penn State. If you if you, so if you look at their records, Penn State's 12, 8, and 4 in 24 games played. Every other team has two games has two games in hand on them, but they've locked it up because Minnesota only has 37. Oh, no, they could, they could catch them. Minnesota's so, made a very interesting run here. So Minnesota has 37 points with two games in hand. Penn State has 41 points. Minnesota's 9, 7, and 6. So they're not, that's not like spectacular any means but it's there ohio state is 11 8 and 3 which i would argue is almost better than minute well they're tied at 37 points right now yeah but minnesota has the, uh, the upper hand notre dame has 35 points by the by by the six point system that most of college hockey runs theoretically you could catch penn state and get 41 points notre dame could yeah now, schedule-wise, does that work out? I honestly don't know. I don't see their I I'm not looking at their schedule. I don't know, like, if Minnesota plays Michigan State. Mich- okay, so Michigan plays Minnesota, so Minnesota could lose to Michigan. All right, so it's a, it's well, a possibility. The, the final two games that um, Notre Dame plays are it's a two-game series at home against Michigan State. Yep, so that's a possibility. So you could absolutely sweep Michigan State for six points. Michigan could beat Minnesota, and then Mich- you know you've moved up, and then I just don't know what Ohio State, in terms of what what they could do here. I don't. Let me see what Ohio State has to do this weekend. They have to play they uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, they could Wisconsin. Play. Well, Wisconsin's an interesting team. Because, yes, I mean, obviously Turcotte, we talked about them being a favorite, Miller, and then and now they're not really there. Yeah, anymore. but they're still they've 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 really. They've they've definitely disappointed this year with the talent. That they're they have. six fifteen and one, which is another thing. So we talked about. Do you remember us talking at the beginning of the year like what teams might be a sleeper to win the conference? And we had mentioned how important goalies were when Drakit yeah. and uh, they're not getting goaltending. They're not getting goaltending anymore. They're well, I, I just meant in the Atlantic hockey, like goaltending doesn't isn't that's not like they're not that's not getting RIT or Robert Morris. You know, I thought they would finish three and four, or they'd fin- they'd get a first round bye. Well, I mean, our RIT could still finish three, but right, but it's just and, and it's our, just not. Robert Morris is going to finish five probably, but but still. But I feel like that's just not going to carry them to the title game the way that we thought it was going. No, to. but I mean, goaltending still is important because I mean, look at the numbers that that uh, AAC is getting from Scott and Durante. That's true. 
I mean, it, it's still incredibly important. Yeah. And now, granted, the numbers aren't spectacular at Sacred Heart, but I mean, Josh Benson has started almost every single game this year and has been fantastic, you know, great numbers, but he's been rock steady and they're scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. So I still think it's incredibly important. I mean, Army's getting good goaltending from Trevin Kozlowski on a consistent basis, too. Teams that aren't yeah. getting uh, that consistent goaltending would probably include Marcy Hurst. Would definitely include Marcy Hurst. Canisius just isn't getting much, much offense, really. Holy Cross, it's been a mix of both. Yeah, and, 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 and Niagara's been better of late, and they're going to get a home playoff series, but their struggles at the beginning of the year were largely goaltending-related. Yeah, it's It fair. wasn't until Chad Veltri finally just took the net from uh, Brian Wilson where they finally found their rhythm. Okay, so... You should speed it up. Real quick, Jay. It just, I want you to explain skeletally how the 16 teams work to get into so the... 16 teams. You so, need one conference champion... From each conference, right. So now, uh, and again, then it's basically it's it's all pairwise. So you're just basically going off of who do you think the top sixteen teams of the so country essentially, are after you get your conference champions. Now, in. are the conference champions one through four? No, no. So they they no. they and, and they mix where really they, wherever. they mix in wherever. Right. So and it's just it gives you, it gets you an automatic bid, but yes. it's placed from there. Okay. So that answers my question. So now my I'm gonna have to call audibles on mine a little bit, which is fine. I just wanted to make sure that I did this correctly. Right. So, I mean, uh, Atlantic Hockey, your conference champion, is almost always going to be your 16th seat. Right. So, I mean, I'll go over mine real quick if you'd like. If if you wouldn't mind, that would be... Okay. So, my prediction, uh, just based off of the uh, standings right now and where we stand, uh, I put Cornell at one from the ECAC. I put Minnesota State 2 from the WCHA, North Dakota 3 from the NCHC, Boston College at 4 from Hockey East, Minnesota Duluth uh, number 5 from the NCHC. They're going to be a dangerous team to, to look at because, you know, they've, they've won it the last two years. Uh, Denver at 6 from the NCHC, uh, Clarkson 7 from the ECAC, UMass at 8 from Hockey East, Number nine, Penn State at, from the Big Ten. Uh, number 10 is Arizona State. They're an independent. Number 11, Ohio State from the Big Ten. 12, Bemidji State from the WCHA. 13, Maine from Hockey East. 14, Northeastern from Hockey East. 15, UMass Lowell from Hockey East. And 16, AIC from Atlantic Hockey. So a lot of Hockey East teams, I believe, are going to be in this tournament because it's the most complete conference. you got a lot of talented teams in there. I think Maine's a very interesting team. Um, Arizona State's going to be interesting to see what they do. But just looking at this right now, I think Cornell and Minnesota State are two very, very good teams that are deserving of being at the top. But I actually don't think either of them are going to win the national title. I think North Dakota's got a legitimate shot. Boston College with Spencer Knight in that have a legitimate shot. And uh, Minnesota Duluth, I mean, Hunter Shepard in that, you've won the last two national titles. It'd be kind of dumb to just leave them out of the conversation too. I mean, they're unbelievable. That's fair, yeah. And I think you you looked into this with great confidence. And I think one of the more important things is 
I, I think you're right in, in saying how how strong Hockey East is. If you look at the Hockey East standings, Boston College is 14-6-0. This is in conference. Uh, UMass is 12-7-2. Maine is 11-8-3. UConn is 11-8-2. UMass Lowell is 10-7-4. That's your top five teams. Those are all pretty solid records. Overall, those teams, back to the top of, with uh, BC, Boston College, they're 21-8-1. Then uh, UMass is 19-10-2. Maine's 17-10-5. UConn's 14-13-4. And, and then UMass Lowell is 16-10-5. So, you know, quite frankly, they're, this is a strong conference. And I, I, I'd imagine that really – I mean, I think all five of those teams you have getting in, right, Jay? Yes. All of yeah. them are in. Yeah. Now, uh, John, do you want to talk about what you – if you disagreed with Jay at all, What, how how you disagreed if you did? I really didn't disagree with Jay. I basically flipped uh, where Maine and Northeastern are. I basically had – I think North, I had Northeastern ahead of Maine. But other than that, mine's pretty the same as Jay. Um, now, one, one thing that I did differently, um, talking about the Big Ten and how it's really – it's – as Penn State is is gonna make it, obviously, but it's but other than that, it's really anybody's game. And, and Notre Dame's one of the past two years. Notre Dame is not in either of your top sixteens. I have Notre Dame in right now. I just substituted them in for uh, Ohio State. Really? I Why? put them in at eleven, just based on how I think that Ohio State was good at the beginning of the year. I I'm, I've always I've always thought Notre Dame was really strong. What I foresee happening, well. I, Honestly, I, I can see Ohio State sweeping Wisconsin with with no, with quite a bit of confidence. So, um, realistically, I, what really happened here is I didn't have enough time to to put Ohio State somewhere else. What I'm really imagining happening is Ohio State slotting back in here. Probably Ohio State can stay at 11, and then maybe Notre Dame. I'm probably going to put them down maybe 13 or 14, kicking off probably UMass Lowell. To be honest with you, they'll bump out of the 15. Northeastern and Maine will slide down, and then Notre Dame will slide in probably around 13. That's one of my main predictions. I think Notre Dame is going to make it. That's one of my – that's like that was the main thing that's that I fair. changed. Um, other than I that, don't it, see them being as high as 11, though, if they do make it. No, you're right. What, what I ended up did, spot. Again, that was me being lazy. I was like, oh, hey, there's Big Ten. I'm just going to <laughs> um, <laughs> throw Notre Dame in there. Um, but, and, but again – I, Ohio State is good. They're probably going to sweep Wisconsin, so they might even move up higher. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so surprised to see Arizona State maybe be eleven, just because they're independent. I don't know how much that's going to detract from their 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 pairwise. I don't situation. think it uh, detracts much from their pairwise situation because they had they they beat Denver earlier this year and then tied with them. They've had some really good series against right. some really good teams. Uh, I think they've impressed a lot of people. They made the tournament last year, so they're, I don't see them being in the top eight, but I don't see them slipping below 12. Another thing that I wanted to point out, um, something that I wanted to do was I think Clarkson is very strong. They are. I like uh, my I, – I move Clarkson up to five and move, move Denver – Ahead of Minnesota, then move Minnesota and Duluth and Denver down to six to six and seven. That wow. was that was my. Now again, is that realistic? Uh, you know, again, I, I 
possibly. Uh, but I really like how strong. That's one of the, another main thing. I think Clarkson's really good. I think they're strong. I think they're going to play really well in the e, the ECAC tournament. Uh, and like we mentioned, that tournament. I mean, they're probably going to be in the championship. That conference is dominated by Cornell and Clarkson, and Cornell's at the top. So I think if they can put up a good fight against Cornell, which is entirely possible, I, I think that they might be five. Especially if you look at their games they so they've played them they played them once in november they lost four to two then they played them oh did they only play them once i feel like they should play each other more but maybe i am wrong now real quick we like to bet money john and i just went to the casino okay so clarkson clarkson plays cornell twice this whole year and the next time they don't they play on saturday february 29th so really i mean it could go either way in that conference. That's why I'm, I'm confident about Clarkson. Go ahead with your betting money. I think I know where you're going with this. If you had to bet on one team to win the national title, who are you putting money on right now? I'm I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take a. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do what I do in theoretical money and not real money. If it was real money, I'd probably put like twenty dollars on Cornell and just kind of like hope for the best, right? Probably okay. the most realistic bet. All right. I'm gonna die. I I always use this phrase. Double down. I'm gonna. Live I'm not die. gonna double down on Cornell. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a a big bet, a plus fourteen hundred bet on, on Clarkson. Clarkson. Okay. That's. I, I, f- I figured that was the route you were gonna go, John. Where are you going with it? I'm gonna take North Dakota. I think North Dakota is a very well put together. If team. I were to hedge my bet, that's who I would hedge it with. Is I would go with North Dakota too. I I would I'm gonna go with North Dakota. I mean, they're I, even though they had a slightly bad weekend last weekend, I I still think they're very bad well, weekends happen. I mean, yeah, exactly. You bounce right back, and I think they're a very well put together team, and I I think they can do it. I think I really think they can win the national title this year. Which is funny because last year lost to Canisius twice to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Fire Brad Berry, said North Dakota fans. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, Peter Tomey takes over in net. Matt Kierstead improving. Jordan Kawaguchi becoming a sudden threat to win the Hobie Baker. You get Shane Pinto, and I'm going to go with North Dakota to win the national title too because I think that this is probably the most complete team in college hockey that I've seen since 2016 when North Dakota won the national title. I mean, when, when they had Brock Besser and Nick Schmaltz yeah. and Drake Ajula. So I also want to ask you this. We, we, we just mentioned we like, we like betting. Betting's fun. How fun is prop betting? Do you like prop betting or not really? Not really. Okay, well, I'm going to make you do a prop bet then. Okay. What jerseys does North Dakota wear in the tournament? Oh, see now. Now you're allowed now, to change. Now each now game could they're, be different. They're, yeah, they're going to be different. Yes. I don't know if it's an official rule, but I'm pretty sure for the national title game, you're just going to be wearing your normal jerseys. Okay. I think I think I think black jerseys are pretty normal. But I mean that those are the alternate. Those are the business suits, Vincent. Yeah, I, I'd now, wear a this, business this suit. All, this all depends on who they face. See if if they face if they were to face Minnesota Duluth or Denver in any of the games in the tournament, like the actual NCAA tournament, they're yeah. gonna pull those bad boys out. They mean business against those teams. But any other team, they're probably just gonna pull out the whites or the greens. 
I hmm. was gonna go with Vinny. I was I was think I think they were gonna pull out the blacks. You know, and it all depends. Like that, that, that's that's why I say like, um, I guess most teams are just gonna kind of go into it. But I mean, if you're facing Denver or especially Minnesota Duluth, they're gonna pull those out. Minnesota Duluth is one of, one of the uh, teams that they've they've typically pulled the jerseys out for. I think they've worn them three times against Minnesota Duluth in their history, because they don't wear them that often. That's true. All right, so I'm on the NCAA.org site about. Oh, this is for basketball. What? I ho- I looked up hockey and Frozen Four specifically. That's aggravating. That Come on, Vinny. What are you doing? Me. It doesn't look like, though. Okay, here's the ice hockey one. All right. the Let's take a look here. Logos, flags, with size restrictions? No. Uh, okay. The visiting team shall wear dark-colored jerseys and stockings. The home team shall wear light-colored jerseys and stockings. Uniform members must be a light-colored number on dark jerseys and a dark-colored number on light jerseys. All players of each team shall dress uniformly in that day's game jersey. Light-colored jerseys, example, white, gold, yellow, or light blue, may be worn during the regular season by the visiting team only when the teams have agreed before the game. If the teams are unable to agree, the visiting team will wear dark-colored jerseys. Uh, is it possible for the visiting team to wear their home-colored uniform? Yes, this is possible when the teams agree under Rule 9.1. If they do not agree, visiting teams shall wear dark colored jerseys. That was rule seven and eight. Rule nine. What are the rules on non-compliance of appearance in uniforms? The penalty for not wearing a jersey uniform meeting requirements in rule nine would initially be a bench minor penalty to the offending team. The officials would report this to the conference office for additional follow-up. So it doesn't look like that there's it doesn't look like there's any difference for the tournament. So I'd imagine that if both teams agree. Right. The problem is, though, the last time they won the national championship, they just did it in their greens. I don't think that they're going to pull them out for the national title game. Uh, stick to ha- my guns. Did they have the blacks last last time they won the national title game? They've always had the blacks. So, like the blacks have been something that's been a part of the North so Dakota uniforms. Did the they last wear them at all? Years. Did they wear them at all during that tournament? They though? did not. So, that's they, why I say. Now I'm wondering: Have they used them any more in the past couple years than they have before? No, no. It's they really, they really only pull them out for special occurrences. That's why they call them the business suits. When they bring them out, like, like it's literally like they rarely bring it out. So if you know if they're winning, if they're wearing it, they're gonna win. Hmm. That's why I say if they face Denver or Minnesota Duluth, two teams that they're rivals with that are in their conference. Denver went to the Frozen Four last year. Minnesota Duluth won the title last two two years. If they face either of those teams in the tournament. They're gonna pull those out. Let's uh, we'll put down that prop bet and we'll see what happens. Should we finish off on that? I think that's a good spot to finish off on. Um, again, so we have so Jay and John are betting on North Dakota. North Dakota, yes. And I'm betting on Clarkson. And I'm putting that's a a big that's a that's a stupid money. Clarkson in North Dakota, two teams that lost to Canisius last year. Yeah, that's why we just have we just have confidence. So theoretically, that means that. Nah, we're not gonna go there. Well, uh, we're gonna make somebody's gonna make a lot of fake fake money. Um, thank you all for joining us this week on the Kanish College Frozen Podcast. Make sure to check out all our other podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Real Griffcast. We have podcasts on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts now too, which is great. Thank you for joining us. Good luck to all the teams this weekend as we finish out the regular season. We will see you next week. Good night, Jim Kent. <laughs>